please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Welcome to the Vagabond Exchange Podcast, numero 21? 20. 20? No. 20? Yeah. Oh, fine. Um, this is Emily and William. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> uh, on a lovely, chilly Sunday evening coming to you from a dining room somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee. Yep. How goes it? It goes well. Friendo. We, uh... We don't really have that many topics of uh, conversation. You're not supposed to tell them that. We're just supposed to... Act like we do? Yeah. And they'll be none the wiser. We have a lot to talk about this week. That's right. M- many, so many things. to choose from. Yep. How was your weekend, William? My weekend went well. It was a pretty lazy weekend. I didn't do much. Um, I was going to play flag football, but I thought better of it. Why? And Why? Because it was like... 20-something degrees yesterday morning. This flag football venture has turned out to be a bust. Why? How many weeks have there been, has there been football? Every week. How many weeks have you played? Two. Okay. I'm just giving you grace because <laughs> it's fun to me. I know. I understand. I feel that way. No, I, I should, don't feel that I way. I should play more frequently, but it's Saturday but you're morning. Right. It's, Saturday morning is even harder to get out of bed. If it were even Saturday afternoons, it'd probably be easier. Yeah, and then... If it were Saturday morning and it was like seventy degrees out, but the fact that I'm under layers of blankets and plus the ground nice gets and frozen, cozy. you're gonna get all torn up once it really starts getting cold. Yeah, but that's why they go out there because they're they manly men. Up. Yeah. Well, you're a manly man. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. So I slept late Saturday and then I went to a movie. Ah, oh, that's right. Alone. Are we going to do a quick and dirty movie review since we didn't see this together? Sure. What movie did you see? I saw Armored. Would you recommend that others see it? I would not recommend that others see it. Why? Either in the theater or on DVD. Whoa. What would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10? I would give it a 3. Wow. And the fact that, that it bad? stars uh, Matt Dillon, Lawrence Fishburne, Skeet Ulrich... Remo, well, whoever the guy was that played Remo Williams. I, fr- I don't know who the main character, I don't know his Who's name. Remo Williams? There was a movie out years ago called Remo Williams, and this guy was in it, but I don't know his real name. Anyway, oh. it's basically about a guy that's losing his house because his father died, and he mm-hmm. lives with his brother, and there's a chance that the bank may take his house. He works for an armored car company. Right. And he and the other guys, or the other guys decide that they want to knock off the company for... $42 million. And he doesn't want to do it at first. He's reluctant. But right. then he decides to do it because right. he wants to save his house and he wants, you know, social workers going to take his brother away. Oh. So he decides to do it with the proviso that no, no one gets injured or hurt. Right. And things go terribly awry. And the movie goes from there. And so does the movie, apparently. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the movie's directed by some guy named Nimrod. So you think if the director's name Nimrod, it could either be a great movie because it's ironic or 
it'll be terrible. And not ironic. Yeah. So it was terrible. Turns out to be the latter. Yep. So there's your quick review. Don't go see Armored. I'm it's not, not sorry I didn't see that. What's that other movie that has Matt Dillon in it and lots of other Oh, Takers boys? or Take... take um, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. Chris Brown. Yeah. Idris Elba. Oh, yeah. It has all cute boys in it. Yeah. Even though I'm not advocating Chris Brown. No. But Idris Elba, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Some other people. Uh, T.I. Yes. Yes. All cute boys. Okay. Yeah. And then um, yesterday evening, um, I met you. That's right. And we went to dinner at the Tin Angel. Yes. Here in Nashville. If you're visiting Nashville, I'd recommend Tin Angel. Both of us hadn't been there in a while. Right. So it was nice. And right now it's very cozy and slowly lit, dimly lit. Right. Well, it's always dimly lit. Yeah, I guess it is. They have the uh, kind of the poinsettias out. And, and the twinkle lights. Right. So they have twinkle lights sometimes. No, they don't. They, but, they don't always have twinkle lights. Yeah. And we sat by the window and there's a restaurant called Maggiano's across the street right. and they had all their decorations out so it was a nice kind of yes yeah cozy feel. and there's a fire place in there too right that i like as well yep but they have great food if you're visiting nashville it's not one of those chain restaurants it's a cool like nashville establishment yeah kind of low-key right yeah mid middle mid- of the road pricing it's right. not really pricey but it's not i mean you could spend a lot of money there right and you or had you, the uh, Mediterranean, Mediterranean salad. salad. It was delicious. And I had the Angel Louis. Did you like that? It was very good. And we had dessert, too. Yeah. We had the most delicious chocolate cake. Right. A couple of cups of coffee. And, and a really great bottle of wine. We closed the place down. Yeah, we had a bottle of wine. We did. Yeah. And then uh, after that, we went to a movie. We did. And what did we see? We saw Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> Brothers. Brothers starring Natalie Portman, Toby Toby Maguire, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Maguire? Are you being dirty? No. And Jake Gyllenhaal, or Gyllenhaal, as I hear some people say it. Right. Before we go into this movie, no, go ahead. No. I'll talk about it afterwards. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, So basically, it's a story of uh, Toby Maguire's character, who plays uh, Captain Cahill. Um, who goes off to Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan for what sounds like a, a not the first tour of duty that he's been on. I think it's on. his fourth. Fourth? They yeah. say, I couldn't mm-hmm. remember. And he leaves behind his wife, played by Natalie Portman, and their two younger daughters, played by two little cute girls. Mm-hmm. And um, his brother, who has had kind of a hard knock story, um, a- a- along with the rest of their family. And basically... Um, I don't think I'm giving anything away here, but he supposedly dies overseas. And then you see this sort of relationship develop between Natalie Portman's character, who doesn't originally like this brother, Tommy Cahill, and Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Tommy. And actually, it's not only Natalie Portman, but the daughters as well. Right, right. They all become kind of endeared to the Jake Gyllenhaal character. Right. Yeah. And eventually realize that Tommy Maguire is, in fact, not dead. Right. And the story kind of goes from there. Right. But um, that's the, the quick version of it. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I thought it was um, a good movie. Yeah. Very well made. They're talking about Oscar. There's an Oscar buzz. Really? It. Yeah. I didn't think it was that good. I didn't either. Um, but, uh, but with the whole Oscar like nomination system, it's like anything that's over... 
anything that's better than terrible is it could be nominated. Especially for best film. Right. Since you're going to have, yeah, 10 this year or next year. Um, I will say that the previews make it seem like it's going to be kind of a soap opera-ish kind of uh, feel to it. But it wasn't as soap opera-y as I thought. It seemed more more about the effect of war on families, not only on the men and women that go over to war, but on the families that are, are left back at home. Right. And the movie kind of gives you a view of <clears throat> both of what the family is going through as well as the Tobey Maguire character. Right. And so in that way, I appreciated it, that it didn't just kind of um, dissolve into just some kind of regular formulaic picture. Guy goes off to war, you know, his brother's left at home with his wife. What yeah. happens next type of thing. Right. Yeah. I, I thought it was especially poignant because, you know, President Obama just sent 30,000 or is about to send 30,000 more troops over to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I was thinking of that while watching this. But overall, I enjoyed it. Good yeah, movie. I did, too. I wasn't blown away by it. No. Though. But it was it was good. I like all of those actors. So, although I have to say the last few things where I've seen Natalie Portman, she's not as convincing an actress as she has been in previous films. There's a certain lack of passion in her Yeah. Yeah. Which, and I really like Natalie Portman as a, like an individual. When I see her in interviews and sort of hear her talk about her passions in her life, I think she's like funny and she's very cute, of course, but I don't buy her a lot of her characters now. No. She was a very low key kind of. Yeah. Even during the emotional parts. Right. I didn't. It didn't grab me. No. I couldn't either. feel the pain that she was trying to no. emote or whatever. No. But But Jake I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I love the that best, guy. Uh, out of all of them. He can he could sell shoes to Amelda Marcos. Well that wouldn't be hard. Well that's he it. He could sell shoes to To somebody who didn't have shoes who has like a million pairs of shoes, oh, you know what I, I mean? I was thinking of an amputee. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Anyway. <laughs> He can sell shoes to Stubbs McGee. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, do we want to give our ratings? Oh, sure. William? Um, I'll give it a 7. I'd give it a 6.2. Really? Yeah. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Oh, well, I take that back. It was as good as I thought it was going to be. Just not better. It didn't blow you away. It right. didn't surprise you. Right. And... The rating on IMDb is 7.8. Fantastic. Yep. The little girl, the oldest little girl, I think her name was Isabel. Mm-hmm. She reminded me of Tina Majorino when Tina Majorino was in Karina Karina. Yeah. I kept thinking of her because she kind of has that little voice where she sounds congested. Yeah. She was very good. She was, and she was cute, too. And they were both kind of precocious little kids and... Bailey Madison. Oh, and Sam Shepard and Mayor Winningham are in this as well. I forgot right. to say that. Yeah. And Carrie Mulligan. Who's the uh, the captain? Like oh, he, he's been in a lot of stuff. I like that guy, but I don't know who. Omid. Is that him? I think so. No, I think no, this guy was, was a yeah. He was, he was one of the Afghanis. Afghan. Yeah. Um, we need to figure out who that is because he plays a lot of supporting characters. And yeah. I like his. I don't think he's Clifton Collins Jr. I think that's yeah, who it major was. Couple Cavazos. Yeah. What else has he been in? Let's look at He was in uh, Extract. I know he was in that. He was the one I got oh, his Oh, that's right. Nuts. He got his testicle blown yeah. off. Uh, he's in the Boondock Saints, too. I don't, I don't know. 
any of these other ones. Star Trek. I don't. We saw Star Trek. I don't I recall him being in there. My computer's frozen. Either. Boo. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so anyway. But we, even though we only saw one movie this week, we have major plans to see lots <laughs> and lots and lots more movies in the coming weeks. Right. We've got Everybody's Fine, which mm-hmm. is a new Robert De Niro flick, which looks kind of sensitive. Nine. We're going to see nine. Nine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? <laughs> right, William? Uh-huh. Um, the, uh, what else do we have? I don't know the name of it. The one with uh, Heath Ledger, his last film. Of Dr. Parnassus or whatever. Like yeah. yeah. The Lovely Bones. Oh, yes. We have a lot. We Crazy have- Heart. That's what I wanted to point out. Yes, let's talk about I that. love Jeff Bridges. Uh-huh. And this looks like the film that may put him over the top. You think so? Yeah. It said that he's been nominated four times for uh, an Oscar. But never won. I don't know if he's ever won or not. How cool would that be? Because it looks really, really good. Yeah, it does. And Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's, yeah. she can sell shoes to Stubbs McGee, too. <laughs> <laughs> or an amputee. <laughs> it's intermission time. Time for that stretch you've been wanting. And best of all, time to take your pick from that scrumptious array of tasty treats waiting for you at the snack bar. So I have to tell you a story. Okay. Because Saturday morning, I went to the post office. I had a couple of things to mail. And I um, there's a little neighborhood post office not far from my house that I like to go to. So I got out of the car, and I was in the middle of a conversation on my phone. So the way this particular post office is set up, there's kind of an, uh, an area where all of the little post office boxes are for people who get their mail at the post office. Mm-hmm. And you can, like... By stamps, there's a little machine out there and stuff. And then you kind of walk through a breezeway. There's a door. And that takes you to the area where, like, the post office clerks are. And you stand in line to mail a package or pick up stuff, whatever you have to do. So it's kind of separate. So you're not kind of milling about with people who are trying to conduct business there. So I, there was nobody in the kind of outside area. So I finished up my conversation out there before I went in. I didn't want to like blah, blah, blah on my phone while I was standing online at the post office. So while I'm on my phone, this girl comes out and she's also, she'd gotten a call while she was in line. She's also on her phone and, um, she's talking really loudly, whatever. So I was like, okay, you know, wrapped up my call and went through the door to get in line. This girl comes (laughs) racing past me, just about knocks me over She's like, excuse me, I was in line here. And I was like, whatever. I wasn't going to sit there and be like, well, actually, you kind of lose your place in line when you take choose to take a phone call. But right. potato, potato, it's one space back from where I would have been. So she gets in line. And a woman that's, there are probably six of us there, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, the line kind of wraps around the little partition? So the woman, <laughs> the woman who's, like, next to be called on turns around and she goes, Oh, nuh-uh. You did not just cut in front of her. And the girl was like, excuse me? Like, she was very innocent. And let me guess, that was an old white woman that said that. (laughs) It was an old black woman. Okay. (laughs) And so, and I was like, uh, I don't need you to stand up for me. I'm pretty cool, whatever. I just kind of, like, looked out of the corner of my eye. 
And she was like, oh, no, Miss Thing. <laughs> you were just on your phone out in the, the lobby. I don't even remember what she called it. She was like, you need to get behind her. This is a post office. She was like, this is not a democracy. Like, starts going off on this little girl. And I was like, really? It's fine. Like, it's no big deal. And the girl's just, like, starting to get upset. Like, crying upset? No, she's just like, well, like, like indignant right she was like well i was here like i was just out in the lobby and the lady was like were you not on your cell phone like she just like started how old was this lady she was probably 50 wow ish my mom's age i'd say okay and so <laughs> she has like this attitude the old man that's behind her turns around and says um something to the effect of yeah your cell phone nowadays your cell phones seem more important than conducting business in a polite way blah 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 so the two of them are like berating this this girl she looked like she was in college probably in the area where i live there's a few colleges so that wouldn't be that strange and i was like you know what it's fine i will give her my place in line and so like the post office clerk is like next like trying to like get these people to kind of calm down so the whole time the whole time the woman who yelled at the little girl is standing up at the post office counter. She's, like, kind of propped up against the, the counter is looking back at this girl and, like, shaking her head and, like, mm-mm. Like, the whole, the whole time she's being waited on. So, like, we kind of cycle through. And so, like, once we get up to the front, everybody's gone. It's just me and this other girl. And she was like, I can't believe that lady. That is so rude. Like, starts talking smack about this other lady. Yeah. So we leave. Like, I finished my thing. We finished, like, both of us finished right around the same time. We walk out. The lady's standing in the lobby. And she's like, I heard every word that you said. Like, starts berating this girl or whatever. So I just walked back into the post office. I was like, um, I think there might be an altercation that's about to take place out there. I was like, I'm just going to go get in my car. And the guy was like, the guy said that this woman apparently comes in and causes trouble all the time with different people. Really? In the post office. So she's got mental... I guess. I don't know. But... My question to you was, mm-hmm. what would you have done? If I were in your shoes? Yeah. Because I didn't really, like, I didn't want to get involved. But in the same breath, I was like, I could not get involved, you know? Yeah. I would have punched them all in the face. Really? And got my work done and left. No. You wouldn't have. I would have said uh, probably the same thing you said. Um. Because, one, I would have been irritated with the young lady. Well, I was irritated with her, but it was just like, you know what I mean? But then I probably would have felt sorry for her. Yeah. And I wasn't going to fight her over that spot. You know what I mean? Like, it was not that big of a deal. Had there been a line of, like, 20 people and she'd cut in front of all of them, that would have been one thing. But it was just me and her. And, we, I mean, we came in. She was maybe two seconds behind me. Well, hopefully she learned a lesson. Hopefully. And she won't do that again. I mean, if it's that important, then you take the phone call and you just, you know, right. take the consequences as, as well. And you get back in line in the back. But you can't walk out and then expect your line, your place, your in space line to, to be still held. be there. Yeah. Like this so. is America. But I think you did the right thing. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So that was my excitement on Saturday. Okay. The post office is always an exciting place. It is, especially around the holiday yeah. season. People get jazzed yeah. about being at the post office. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> you had a funny story, too. I do, but it's not that funny. But it's it's a little weird. I was at Target yesterday okay. just getting some little... You a little know, of this and a little of that. Right. And I was almost done with my shopping, and I'm going down the aisle, 
to get paper towels. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes when you go go shopping and you have your cart, you can kind of fall into a daydreaming kind of state. Yeah. So I'm going down the aisle and I see Bounty paper towels and I see the Target brand. Mm -hmm. So I'm going through my mind. I know Bounty is the quicker picker upper <laughs> and it's absorbent. I can be pretty sure that it's going to work for me. Right. But the Target brand is about a dollar and some change cheaper. Okay. So I'm going through this in my head, Bounty, Target, Bounty, Target, and I hear, hey, man. So I turn and I see a face. <laughs> but it doesn't really register with me because one, I still have Bounty Target going on in my head because he kind of shocked me out of my state right. of thought. And then another thing is, I don't know this guy's name. Okay. So instead of saying anything, I just, I just stand there and look at him. <laughs> For like six or seven seconds, I'm just staring at him. He goes, he looks at me like he's waiting for me to say something. And in my head, I'm going to say something. <laughs> but I can't because I don't know his name. He's a co-worker that we both work with. Right, and he does actually have a name. I believe he does, yes. It's Bizarro Will. Uh, oh, he's the... We have to say, like, this person works with us, and he looks like William, only, like, less attractive. Like, a little more nerdy, I would say, not less attractive. Um, and so another one of our co-workers and I have dubbed him... I just called him Nerdy William, but she calls him B Bizarro Will, which is funny to me. And that's who it was, right? Yeah. So, like, basically, maybe that's why you were so, like, shell-shocked, because you were looking at a mirror image. Yeah. My doppelganger was staring yes. me in the face. But huh? So he's like, hey, man. And I just look at him, and I'm like, oh, um. <laughs> and then he goes, uh, how are you? And I go, oh, I'm good. He goes, you just doing a little shopping? It's like, yeah. I was like, you watching a game today? That was, like, the next statement out of my mouth. <laughs> Which game? The SEC game? Yeah. Yeah, and then we're standing where we're in an aisle where right. people, it's Can't like a major, through. well, they can get through, but they're all like, excuse me, oh, excuse me. Right. So we just stood there and chit-chatted for a couple of minutes, and uh, I don't know if he knows my name either, because he didn't say my name. Yeah, hey man, is kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I'm glad you came out of your freeze. <laughs> I know. I just, when I walked out of the store, I was like, he probably thinks something's wrong with me. <laughs> Do we have some kind of program where we let special people work here? He's going to go back and ask his boss that. Yeah. It'll be like that episode of The Office where the oh, HR Kevin lady is. thought Kevin was special. Right. So anyway, that's my funny story. Yeah. Happened all my life. I just happen to have the kind of a face that nobody remembers. Wish I had a face no one remembered. I'd leave home. My wife would never find me. So, William, mm -hmm. uh, do you have any um, elf outfits or costumes? Um, no. I gave them all to Goodwill. Well, I was just curious because um, there was a man from Georgia that was recently detained um, whose name was also William, so I thought maybe it might have been you. Uh. But he, um, the reason he was detained was because he went to a mall dressed as an elf and stood in line to see Santa Claus. And then when he got to Santa Claus, told him that he had um, a box of dynamite. So he got arrested at the mall. It's very weird. 
I want first. I wonder how tall this guy was. Could, could he really <laughs> pass as an elf? And he's forty-five. I think we should say. Second of all, why was he just walking around carrying a bag? I well, mean, I guess we don't know what kind of bag. Maybe it was a shopping bag, right, or a backpack. But he was dressed as an elf. <laughs> That's what's funny to me. And then Santa called mall security. <laughs> it sounds like something that would happen in a movie. <laughs> it sounds very weird. And like untrue. I wonder what. He said when he reached the front of the line, he told Santa he had dynamite in his bag. Right. So was he on his lap at that point? <laughs> That's what I'm envisioning a 45-year-old man sitting on Santa's lap. Like, he had to get close enough to say, I've got dynamite in my bag. <laughs> Santa's like, oh, oh, oh. And then what, like, then what happened? Because, like, did Santa jump up and go get mall security? Or right, or did he, he like, kind of wave him over? Oh, yeah, probably mall security stays pretty close to that because those fan, those fans, the people in lines at the Santa booth are pretty rabid. Yeah, I can't do malls at Christmas time, William. Me either. I can't really do malls anytime. I didn't even want to do Target yesterday. Was it bad? No, it wasn't. It's pretty crowded. It depends on when you hit Target. Like if you go really, really early on a Saturday, or if you go like later in the evening on a weeknight, you can get in and out with little heartache right but pretty much any other time is terrible yeah sometimes i feel like i don't have any holiday spirit why because i don't like going to the mall at christmas time i don't like being around people at christmas time i don't like being around people anyway so (laughs) that's not true though is it not you just like it to be in a like a very an orderly fashion yeah yeah a controlled setting right if you like church I said a controlled setting. Oh. Police say William Caldwell was dressed as a Christmas elf when he got in line to see the mall Santa Claus. What was stated to Santa was that his bags were dynamite. Police found no explosives, but they say the bags were filled with more costumes. He had a pirate suit. He had a lot of stuff. It was clear to us that there could be some mental uh, issues. Caldwell's being held without bond on charges including making terroristic threats. So, Emily. Yes. Um, We probably don't need to go into detail about the whole Tiger Woods thing. What Tiger Woods thing? Well, apparently he's been diddling a lot of women that aren't his wife. Right. For quite a while, apparently. Yeah. I'm sure all of our listeners are aware of this. But what is your your opinion of this whole thing? Well, you and I actually had a rather heated debate about this a couple nights ago. And as I've kind of listened through this and thought about it, I have a few thoughts. One, it makes me sad when you hear about a situation like this that involves children because ultimately they're paying some kind of price, whether it's in the privacy of their own home or if they're school-aged at school or if they go out in public, out in public. So that part makes me sad. Right. Because... Although his kids are pretty young, right? They are pretty young, but they won't always be young. And I'm sure... Not all of this is completely shielded at their at their this at their woods residence either. Mm-hmm. That's thing one. Thing two is I think the reason this is so like sensational is because Tiger Woods was such like the golden pony for so long that I think it's some some people have seen this as kind of like a gotcha moment. Right. Like, oh, well, look, he wasn't that great. I agree. And so I feel sorry for him. I mean, I feel sorry for the whole situation. 
Like, I think he did a crappy thing, and I think he was dishonest, and that wasn't right or good or fair. But there's always circumstances to every story that you don't necessarily know about. And so for all the mistakes that I have made, it's not fair for me to pass judgment on him and say he's a bad person or his wife's a dumbass or anything of that nature. This kind of goes back to the whole Steve McNair thing. Right. Because, you know, Steve McNair was kind of seen as the good guy and um, very uh, charitable and and then you have this thing happen, but you don't know what led up to it or, you know, what was going on in his own home, although apparently everything was fine in his own home. But it doesn't really, I mean, that part doesn't really matter. Right. Like, it could have been great and it could have been terrible. Right. We just don't know. I just think with Tiger Woods, uh, if you hate the guy, this just gives you all the more reason to hate. Right. And gives you, you know, a stone, a bigger stone to throw. Right. Well, the guy's, you know, an adulterer. Which has nothing to do with his golf game. And if you love the guy, then you're going to dismiss this because you love him for his golf game. Right. And I don't think he ever uh, acted like he should be held up as, you know, the paragon of virtue. Right. Um, that that was, you know, other people or other, you know, whoever. And yeah. plus the guy kind of saved golf. Nobody watched golf until right. Tiger Woods came along. He and made it's it kind of phenomenon. Sexy. Right. Yeah. But I do think... You know, with all these politicians and, but especially when it comes to like uh, entertainment and stuff like that, like that, golf, movies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if you should take it upon yourself to make the sacrifice of not getting married or having kids. If you're going to, if you're a globetrotter mm-hmm. and you're going around the world and you're not even going to be home 60, 70% of the time. Right. Then why, you know, the temptations are greater. It's like Chris Rock once said. You know, a man is only as faithful as his options. Right. If you're, you know, some guy working in a factory and you live in a small town and you're going, you know, you just go home at night, Mm -hmm. then the chances of you cheating on your wife, I don't think are as great as a Tiger Woods where you're in Australia, you're in Vegas, you're not even home half the time. You have all these beautiful women throwing themselves at you. Right. So, I mean, I think George Clooney is, you know doing the right thing a lot of you know he dates all these beautiful women but he says he's not going to get married and he's not going to have kids and i think when you're in that position you end up not i mean you you're sacrificing the family aspect of it but you end up not hurting people as well and i, I mean i can understand that i guess i just think there to me whenever you are a public figure like that and i don't think politicians are travel as much as I don't think most politicians travel as much as professional athletes do, but I don't. I, think I don't know about that because these guys got to. You know, Elliot we're talking Spitzer, about senators and governors. I don't think Elliot Spitzer traveled as much as I bet he did. I bet he traveled a lot. Well, regardless, <laughs> I think it, I think it comes down to. <laughs> I think it comes just comes down to you have to make a decision, either because like I, I have friends. Well. I have a few friends who travel quite a bit for work and they're invited out a lot on like parties and dinners and bars, um, kind of after parties to all of the, the business events that they attend. And there's young single people that are their age. And so I have friends who say, you know what, when dinner's over, I go home, I go back to my hotel, I go to sleep. Exactly. So I think you just have to, I think there comes a, a, a decision. There's a kind of a pivotal point 
where you can say, yep, I'm going to partake in this and, and know that I'm going to come up against these temptations. But, but how often are these friends away from home? Are they away from home the majority of the time? Are they? I have two friends that travel 60% of the time. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty extensive. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but I also think that the options aren't as great as what a Tiger Woods would have. Sure. But they're still there. And I mean, I think, I guess I just think ultimately, like, you have to decide and you have to be convicted in your decision and whatever anchors you, whether it's your family or your higher power or whatever. I mean, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as cut and dry as I'm a celebrity, so I need to make the sacrifice not to have a family or kids. I mean, I think that's a little I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. But, but if you have these proclivities before you get but married, that's what I'm saying. you like, need to recognize that. Ultimately, you either have to reconcile that before you get married and have kids or realize that that's always going to be, that that may be an issue. Right. So. Yeah. So. But it's ultimately, I just think it's sad. Like, it hurts my heart a little bit for his little family and for him, too. I mean, he's going to have, that's a black mark. Yeah, I wonder about that as well. How is this going to affect, I mean, this is not the important thing, but how is it going to affect his golf game? Right. Because he's, you know, everybody's watching you before just to see what kind of shot you're going to make. Right. Now you have scrutiny. You have people, you know, looking at you in a different kind of way. And you can avoid stuff right now, but you got to play again. Exactly. And these questions are going to come up right. at some point. I heard uh, maybe it's a Tony Kornheiser show. They were talking about you know, or, or PTI. Michael mm-hmm. Wilbon said he would. There's a 99 percent chance he thought that he would end up on Oprah, and maybe that's what you have to do. Tiger? Maybe, yeah. Maybe you have to go to Barbara Walters or Oprah yeah. and just get it all out, like David Letterman did. Yeah. And just put it all out there. Yeah. And then you know, exhausted. And then just move on, and maybe everyone else will move on to the next, you know, Big tawdry. Thing. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's ultimately what it is, whether you admit it on Oprah or not. I mean, who's heard of David Letterman in the last two weeks? No one. Like that guy's Tiger on the Woods. top of the world, right? Right, exactly. So I think—I don't know—I think Tiger Woods is um, smart and has enough. He appears to have enough class, and also appears to surround himself with fairly intelligent people that he'll. He'll be okay. I right. think so. I should also mention and get your opinion on the fact that in order to keep his wife, apparently there was a $20 million. Pre- oh, yeah, pre- yeah. I want to talk about this. Prenuptial agreement. Right. And I guess they went in and did a renegotiation. And he gave his wife $5 million in a private account right. that only she has access to. And if she stays with him for another I forget how many years. Seven, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. She gets $55 million if they get divorced. If they get divorced, is there like a contingency thing if they get divorced because? I think just if they get divorced, period? I don't think it's based on anything. I think. So really, it, I mean, the, the kind of watered down version of this is he's paid her, he potentially has paid her $55 million to stay with him for another seven years. Right. Okay. And that may be $55 million on top of the twenty. Right. It may be an additional 55 So it's $80 million total. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on... What I would like to know is, like, what are their child care pl- solutions as well? Like, will she have the children? Because if that's the case, then that's, like, what, $75 million out of the however many billion he makes? Right. So... It's a drop in a bucket. Right. Uh, that, that's Do I think she deserves... I mean, I don't know. 
my my thing is I know he's paying you to stay in the marriage. Yeah. If I were him, I mean, yeah, I messed up. I'd admit that. But if you're only staying because of the money mm-hmm. and you're not. But you don't know that she's only staying because of the money. Well, you're making assumptions about him. Well, here you get grumpy with people. No, making assumptions. no, no, no. You're making assumptions I'm, about I'm her. I'm making a pretty grand, as, a pretty, I would think, accurate assumption since there's you, you think five accurate, million has just been transferred to an account. But you don't know what goes on in that house. And another $55 million, million has been promised. Right. If it weren't about the money, then they'd just be going to counseling. There wouldn't be any money talk. Maybe. I'm, I'm not going to place judgment on her. I'm reserve not judgment, judgment on, him, on But her. you are when you say things like that. You are. And you can't help it because you're a man and you stand by other men who make a lot of money. That's natural. And I would, you, you do this with no, every no, no, celebrity. No, no, no. Yeah, if you this do. Were, if this were Martha Stewart you do. and roles were <laughs> reversed, mm-hmm. I would be saying the exact same thing. I don't but think, it's not. I don't think the spouse, if the spouse has no, uh, if they're not responsible for bringing in that money, for making that money. He was mm-hmm. a golfer, a great golfer. Long before he met her, and he made a, a ton of money long before he met her. Mm-hmm. Martha Stewart's made a lot of money. If she were to get married, I don't think it's like Johnny Carson. His wife got like half his money. Right. It's just whether it's a man or a woman. If Oprah got married and to Stedman, but do you notice that these women who make a ton of money don't get married? That's what I'm saying. Because they're smart. Didn't I just say that like a couple of minutes ago? Yeah, that but that's smart. You don't have a, you don't have a. I, there's and Martha Stewart was married, but she got divorced. Exactly. <laughs> she was smart. She got divorced before she made a kajillions. Uh, well, she didn't know she was going to make kajillions. I I'm bet sure. Martha Stewart knew. Have you heard her story? She knew. Uh, Martha Stewart knew. All right. But I don't know. Like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call the wife a gold digger or say that she's just in it for the money or anything like that because it. I, I don't know that, that situation. And I know that I've compromised myself, too, because I was in love. So I'm not going to pass judgment. All right. So are we... Sorry. We're agreeing to disagree on that. What are we disagreeing on? You think it's just about money, and I don't. I don't think it's just about money, but I think money plays a pretty major you factor in this. think it's mostly about money? I think it's a lot if about money. If not all about money. And not, I'm not just blaming her. I'm blaming him as well. Okay. Because he's... He's throwing money at her in order to keep her. Right. And he's worried about his endorsements. He should be worried if, about If my his wife leaves me, it looks bad on me. And right. my sponsors may leave me. Right. So I'm being equally. Both of them have equal reason to be worried about. I don't think she has to be worried. Really? I think she's going to be taken care of and the kids are going to be taken care of no matter what. Well, the kids for sure. Yeah. But. But they already signed a prenup. So we know that she's going to be taken care of. I mean. Right. She'd be a millionaire if she left today. Yeah. Just so we'll see. A far cry from we'll, being a nanny. Hopefully we're doing this podcast again in seven years and we'll talk about, we'll see what happens in seven years. If she's still with him or not. Yeah, we will see. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't going to talk about this. No, because, because it's a contentious It is contentious subject. because no, especially when you're talking to someone of the opposite sex, because everybody comes into it with their own, first of all, with their own experiences of how they felt, of how they feel already when about they've women. they've been jilted or whatever. Right. So but I think that may be one reason why people listen to us, because our opinions are going to be similar to theirs. Polar opposites at or times. Or they get, just get really mad at us and pound on their dashboards. 
things like that. Yeah. But you're assuming that people listen to us in their car. You're assuming that people listen to us other than their car. I think it's when they're on the toilet. <laughs> Just because that's when you listen that's to podcasts <laughs> doesn't mean. Why does it always have to come back to poo on this podcast? I don't know. There's something about poop. No, there's nothing about it's poop. It's going to be the name poop. of my uh, autobiography. <laughs> there's something about poop. Yep. That's great. Yeah. 2.30 in the morning, Tiger and his woman, they get into some fight, right? They get into a big argument. She gets mad, punches Tiger in the mouth. Tiger goes, oh, let me get out of here before I kill this bitch. I, I'm not OJ. Let me get the hell out of here. This woman... Comes out the house, swinging the golf club. Get your black Asian ass back in here! You don't run out on me! Along the same lines as talking about who or who does not listen to this, Mm -hmm. Liam and I are a little perplexed because we had a few um, followers join us today on Twitter. Um, Should we mention, did we mention that Casey wrote us, did we mention that on the last podcast? The Casey from Colorado wrote us. I think we did, didn't okay. we? Okay, all right. But if not, we'll, I'll mention it again after okay. this. Um, we, I talked about our Twitter page like probably 10 episodes ago or so, or 10 podcasts. I call them episodes, but I don't know if that's accurate. Probably 10 or so shows ago. And didn't really have any activity, and I didn't really push it anymore because we decided to do our Facebook page. Well, this morning we got four new followers on Twitter. Four total. Right. From what we can tell, they're all legitimate, like they're real people. So here's my question. First of all, well, I don't really know that it's a question. (laughs) Here's, Here's a series of statements I'm about to make. One, if you do follow us on Twitter, would you mind just shooting us an email and telling us if you listen or how you found us or if you like the show or if you just added it? to up your Twitter cred or if you just think we're really attractive people. Hmm. That's thing one. Thing two is for those of you who listen, um, who found us through Facebook or added us to Facebook, um, could you also send us an email (laughs) and tell us how you found us, if it was through a recommendation or because you know us, et cetera. This is my only fear, is that what? people are adding us, but nobody's really listening That's to the I'm show. That's what I'm afraid of, too, just to... Although, on a fan page, it's not like you get a new friend. Because you know how there's some people who on Facebook... Like, I get a lot of requests from people who I've met, like I met one time or something. And I add them or whatever, because I don't really care. But in the same breath, it's like, really? Are, are we friends? Like, right. To, enough to add on Facebook? Because we hung out one time. Isn't this a similar situation? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you just adding me to up your friend tally? Or are you, do you legitimately care about who I am as a person? Right, as a friend. Right. But I'm saying for the Vagabond Exchange Facebook page, are they adding us because other people said you need to add That's what I'm saying. Are they adding us because they were genuinely, and not that we're calling anyone out. I don't want that to sound, just for it to sound as though that's coming across. We're just wondering if anybody's out there. Right. And I I did have someone mention to me this week that certain uh, keynotes from our last podcast. So I know that they actually listened. Really? Yeah. Okay. And then um, the other thing. Oh, and just to mention, in case we didn't touch on it last week, 
we had an email from a viewer who's emailed us before named Casey. And she just sent us a follow-up. Apparently, she heard the last show where we talked about, not the last show, but the show where we discussed her email from that she and her boyfriend sent to us. So thank you, Casey and Blaine. We appreciate your listenership. And uh, Denver is definitely on the horizon for us. Next at year. Point, at some point in time. Right? Can I say that next year? Yeah, you can say next year. Maybe. But only if you mean it. Well. Yeah. We have certain William and I are going to hit the Powerball, so it's really not going to become that. Yeah, if we hit the Powerball, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll be, be everywhere. We'll be knocking on your door. Yep, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Speaking of which, Joe. WTF? Where are, you? where are you? We miss you. Well, I do. I don't know about William. Why don't you get on Vagabond Exchange, Joe? Yeah, join our Facebook page. Yeah, Facebook page. Because so. we love you. You're our favorite listener. Sorry, Casey. Besides our good friends, you're our favorite listener that we don't know right yeah, yeah we should say that so sorry for all that blathering but we're just a little perplexed as to why things are happening in the fashion in which they're happening right are we actually Being, popular with some people do right. they actually like our show or are they just clicking a right. button yeah exactly so um all that said if you would like to make contact with the Vagabond Exchange, you can email us at vagabondexchange at gmail.com. You can also check out our Facebook page, which I would recommend because it has links to all of our shows. And we're trying to get some pictures and other um, items up there so you can kind of see where we're going, what we're doing, and who we are. Or you can follow us on Twitter, which is probably boring because we don't tweet that often. But we do. you will get little tweets when our... When we post new links to new podcasts. So those those are the ways in which you can contact the Vagabond Exchange. Right. Or you can call us at 555. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, um, we're going to Chicago, in mm-hmm. case you haven't heard yet. We're right. going to Chicago for New Year's. And we are looking for Bulls tickets. Right. Which... If I don't hear anything soon, I'm just going to go ahead and buy them. Or tickets to the Shed Aquarium. Right. Because we're going there, too. Yes. Or tickets to anywhere. Exactly. If there's something you'd like us to check out. you have a carnival in your hometown. Well, I'm just thinking, like, if you know of, like, a little off-Broadway show or some little band, anything that you'd like for us to check out. I don't know if we've talked much about the fact that William's a big jazz fan. Yeah. A jazz man. Yeah. So if there's some jazziness that you'd like us smooth, to check out. Not in. smooth jazz, no. the classic sounding. If you're a Kenny G, you know, follower, then you're no friend of mine. Whoa. <laughs> That's not nice. I'm sorry. No, you're not. But yeah, if you want to, if you have any suggestions for us, let us know. Yes. So we'll be back next week. I'm sure we'll have tons more movie reviews and lots of stories. To Maybe. Tell. We'll have one movie review. What else is coming out? We'll have a couple because we'll probably see something this we'll, week and then the next weekend. Well, we'll see uh, Everybody's, Everybody's fine. fine. And there's a bunch of stuff coming out Friday. Yeah, but we don't know what's coming out Friday. Yes, we do. It's right there if you go up. And then there on the right if you stop doing that. That's what she said. There on the right <laughs> if you just go down just a little bit. 
Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I just chose. To, okay, you're still going far too fast. Okay. This there, is this wait, week. Stop. This is this week. Just look on the right-hand column. It's, see where it says December 11th? Oh. Why do you keep doing that? All right, Invictus. <laughs> we will see Invictus or, or the, the Lovely, lovely bones, bones or, or a Single, single man. man. Or the Slam and Salmon. <laughs> I'm not seeing the Slam and Salmon. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a dish at McDonald's. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for putting up with us. And um, we'll be back next week with much more tomfoolery and ballyhoo. Yep. Say goodbye, William. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.